coming up on The Potter's Touch. You'll never get anybody to believe in you till you believe in yourself. You'll never get anybody to love you till you love yourself. Your day might be you in disguise. You need to stop running and face whatever you gotta face and deal with whatever you gotta deal with because if you run from Pharaoh, you're gonna run from the serpent, you're gonna run from love, you're gonna run from life, you're gonna run from responsibility, you're gonna run, 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 run. When are you gonna stop running? Have I got a message for you today. I'm excited to share it with you. I believe it will empower your life. Long before we went by all of these titles, I'm Kojic, I'm Baptist, I'm Methodist, I'm full gospel, all the other gospels. Let me tell you something, before we were even called Christians, we were called believers because we had great faith. The message is called Believe. If God is going to use you, he can use you in spite of your quirks, your idiosyncrasies, your habits, your dispositions, your mood swings, all of that. He can fix all of that. He can even use you scared or confused, but he cannot use you if you do not believe. Take a look at this. I'm gonna read a few scriptures. Exodus 4, one through six. And it says, and Moses answered and said, but behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken to my voice, for they will say, the Lord hath not appeared unto thee. And the Lord said unto him, what is in your hand? And he said, a rod. And he said, cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground, it became a serpent. And Moses started running. <laughs> See, when you start running from one thing, you're going to keep running from everything. That's why you need to stop running and face whatever you got to face and deal with whatever you got to deal with. Because if you run from Pharaoh, you're going to run from the serpent. You're going to run from love. You're going to run from life. You're going to run from responsibility. You're going to run, 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 run. When are you going to stop running? Moses, you'll never be Moses if you keep running from stuff that scares you. Moses, you'll never be great if you keep running from things that scare you. You're running from something that God gave you. <laughs> and the Lord said unto Moses, put forth thine hand and take it by the tail. Put forth, now, I was so scared, I'm running. And you want me to grab? Now, now, visualize this. How many of you want to grab a snake by the tail? God can call you to grab stuff you're scared of. Tell somebody, say, take it by the tail. Oh my God. And he put forth his hand 
and caught it, and it became a rod in his hand. That they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has appeared unto them. I, I want to go back for a minute and process what we heard. God, I would do it, but they will not believe me. Was it really that they would not believe? Or is he imposing on them something that's really coming from him? Whatever you've been saying about they might really be you. They won't accept me. They won't love me. They won't accept me. They can't use me. They'll never embrace me. You'll never get anybody to embrace you till you embrace yourself. You'll never get anybody to believe in you till you believe in yourself. You'll never get anybody to love you till you love yourself. Your they might be you in disguise. Ooh, y'all got quiet on that. I must have hit something. He said, now God says to him, I want you to go speak for me. And he says, they will not believe in me. God doesn't even respond to what he says. He says, what is in your hand? Why didn't he address what he believed about they? Because what he believed about they was just a reflection of what he believed about himself. So God says, let's do inventory of what you got. What is in your hand? This Sunday morning, if I don't get anything else accomplished, I want to ask you, what is in your hand? Before you assign your destiny to something externally, have you assessed what is in your hand? Because somebody could take what is in your hand and win. While you keep crying about what's not in your hand, God said, I don't need anything that's not in your hand to bless you. I'm going to use something that is already. I feel like I'm talking to somebody. I don't know who it is. What is that in thine hand? If you don't do anything else today, I want you to do a self-assessment of what is in my hand. All the other voices that have been talking to you have been telling you what is not in your hand. God does not need anything that is not in your hand to bless you. Your blessing is hidden in what is in your hand. The problem is, you have a limited perception of what is in your hand. You think it's just a rod. You think it's just a stick. God says, I want to show you the potential of what is in your hand. Throw it down. Now, this is a powerful thing because if Moses does not learn this in private, it will mess him up in public. Because when he gets down to the Red Sea, he's gonna have to use that same stick to part the Red Sea. 
And if he doesn't have any confidence in private, he won't have any power in public. You gonna need what you got. Oh God, help me. Oh my God, I feel that thing, I feel that thing. I feel that thing. Seven David say, you got more than you think you do. You can do more than you think you can do. You can have more than you think you can have. The problem is not coming from what they believe, it's coming from what you believe. Oh God, I'm talking to somebody. Stop blaming people for the years you wasted. It's not coming from them, Moses. You was a failure in front of them. Now you're a failure in private. It can't be coming from them. They're not even there. The voice is in the house. I was going to say, who am I talking to? But I know you don't want to say nothing. <laughs> and he says, the Lord said unto him, put forth thine hand and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand and caught it and it became a rod in his hand. It became a rod in his hand. He caught it as a snake. It became a rod. Sometimes you will not see till you snatch. The problem with most people is you want to see your way clear before you pick it up. But God said you got to pick it up scared, nervous, worried, intimidated, not sure yourself. It will only turn into a rod when it's... Oh, my God. You don't even know what you got till you pick it up. Who am I preaching to? It's going to turn in your hand, not in your eye, in your hand. When you grab it, it'll change when you touch it because you're going to touch it by faith. God is asking him to grab what he just got through running from. That's great preaching, but that's scary living. If I was scared enough to run from it, now you're asking me to pick up. Just imagine it. I can't teach it, just imagine it. You're in the house. It's a seven foot copperhead. And the voice of the Lord says, <laughs> take it by the tail. Now, I could snatch it up if I thought I could handle it. But if I thought I could handle it, I would have never run from it. Now you want me to grab something that I don't think I can handle 
because you're trying to show me that if I step over my fear and grab it by faith, it'll change in my hand. I feel that. Now, the snake you might be grabbing might not be a copperhead or a rattlesnake. It might be raising a child or getting married or giving love. It depends on what have you been running from. God is calling you to, to snatch what you've been running from. When God called me to preach, respectfully, I thought, you got your wires crossed. I am scared to death. When I first started preaching, I couldn't even hold a microphone. They had to put it on a stand and I had to put my hands behind my back and lean forward because if I took it by the hand, the crowd would see that my hands were shaking. But God will often bless you the greatest through the thing you are the most afraid of. Take it by the hand. Slap somebody and say, take it by the hand. You're not going to see it till you grab it. It's going to change in your hand. One day I just snatched the mic and forgot to be scared. You cannot overcome what you will not confront. If I didn't say nothing else and walked out the door, I have already preached. It's just amazing to see women of every color, every country. There's so many countries here coming together and their one purpose is just to get closer to God. When you think about all you went through. Some of you don't understand why you need to shout. Watching other women come on stage and talk about the pain, to know that it's common, that it's not something that is uniquely hers. He is no respecter of persons. And what God does for one, he will do for another. I came with a friend and a cousin and left with many sisters. Let God dig up stuff in your spirit that you never thought was there. This is my moment. This is my opportunity. And I will, as long as I have breath in my body, attend woman thou earnings. A thousand women touch and agree concerning anything. His answer will be yes. His strength is made perfect in weakness. But the problem, the reason that God appeared to the burning, in the burning bush to Moses in the first place, the reason he asked Moses a question, what is in your hand? Because God is challenging what Moses believes. I'm not talking about what you say. You know how to say the right stuff. I'm talking about what you believe about yourself. You say the right things. You've been taught how to imitate faith. You talk, as my grandmother said, you talk at the big gate. But you go home 
and live out your belief. If you believe you are unlovable, you will always be unloved. You can dress up, you can smell good, you can work out, you can say all the right things, you can walk around, you can be debonair, you can be cool, you can be hip, but none of that will overcome that belief that you have in your heart that your life is over, that you made too many mistakes, that you're too old to get anything done in the kingdom. These things that you believe have become your vision statement. It is your purpose. And unknowingly it has become your goal to live out the damnation of the words you rehearse to yourself. So you're busy trying to get everybody else to like something that you don't like. <laughs> you're trying to convince everybody else that you are something that you don't believe. And this morning, the Lord sent me here to challenge your belief. So I said to God, how can I challenge their belief? And he says to me, faith of any kind always comes by hearing. You didn't believe you were dumb till you heard you were dumb. You didn't believe you couldn't learn till you heard somebody say you couldn't learn. You didn't believe you were unattractive till you heard somebody say your unbelief is a result of something you heard about yourself that you believed about yourself and your life has fulfilled the prophecy you heard about yourself. You're crazy like your daddy. You're just like your mommy. All of these are curses. They may not be cussing, but they're curses that were pronounced over you that said you couldn't do this or that or the other. And the more you heard it and rehearsed it and even argued about it and said you didn't believe it, every time you face a challenge, tell me the truth. Don't those voices come back up? Every time you hit a low place, don't those voices come back up again? Every time things go wrong, don't those voices come back? You have never changed your belief. You and your body is reacting to those words. And you will never completely be healed or whole until you change the voice inside of your own head.
and nobody, nobody can do this but you. New friends can't do it, new clothes can't do it, more money can't do it, more women can't do it, more sex can't do it. They can camouflage it, but they can't cure it because you are snared by the words of your own mouth. You can't get enough people to tell you you're pretty when you think you're ugly. That's why you keep needing some more. Until you change the words that are in your head, your opportunities will continue to hemorrhage like the woman with the issue of blood. Her issues were killing her. Twelve years, her issues were killing her. Twelve years, the life's blood was hemorrhaging out of her. It was coming out of her lower extremities, but it was coming from her mouth. Oh, y'all didn't catch that. It is coming out of her lower extremities, but it is coming from her mouth. Can you prove it? Yes, I can. What healed her did not come from her lower extremities. What healed her came out of her mouth when she said to herself, See, until she met Jesus, all she believed about herself was that I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm dying. And so her money died, cause she was dying. Her relationships died, cause she was dying. Her heart was broken, cause she was dying. She couldn't have relationships, she was dying. She had spent all of her money because she was dying until she met Jesus. When she met Jesus, he changed the story she told herself. And she said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I know. If I may but touch the hem of his garment. She didn't even say it to anybody. It was what she said to herself. Now, if you read it in the original language, when it says she said to herself, it says she said repeatedly to herself over and over and over again. Because when you're trying to drive out stinking thinking, you have to say it over and over and over. If I may, but Am I helping anybody? So she says, if I may be touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. She took another step. If I may but touch 
the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. She took it, if I'm able to touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. If I'm able to touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made If I'm able to touch the hem of his garment, I will. If I'm able to touch the hem of his garment, I will be. If I'm able to touch the hem of his garment, I, if I'm able to touch. Hallelujah! Slap your neighbor and say, talk to yourself. Talk to your mind. Talk to your childhood. Talk to your dilemma. Talk to your crisis. Change your story. Oh, friends, I've got to stop there. The greatest enemy to belief is not other people or even the devil. It's the lies you tell yourself. Change the narrative in your head. You're not sick. You're healed. You're not broke. You have more than enough. God has given you purpose, power, and position. Keep telling yourself who you are in Christ, and your circumstances will conform to your testimony. That is the power of belief. Before we go, I want to take just a moment and thank our global partners. You have sown into this ministry by faith and it has allowed us to share the gospel around the world. God is calling us to do even more. So I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing for more partners. If you are not yet a partner, text the letters GPS and any giving amount to 28950. You can also visit us at tdjpartners.org. We are going to change lives together. Join me and may God bless you. You can do all things through Christ if you only believe. Whatever you've been saying about they might really be you. You'll never get anybody to believe in you till you believe in yourself. Your they might be you in disguise. For your gift to the ministry of any size, you will receive Bishop Jake's life-affirming series, Believe, on four DVDs. People who walk in their blessings are not jealous of people who walk in their blessings. The only people who get jealous are people who can't walk. And when your gift is $100 or more, we will add the I Am Two-Part DVD series, the I Am Poster, and Bishop Jake's eye-opening book, Identity. Everything you think you gave up, I'm going to give it back to you. You won't have to make it without anything that you lost. Expect the best for yourself. Believe. If in Canada, visit us online or call to order your digital downloads today. I'm excited because I see women today shattering ceilings, going into new areas, but often they're going in with education, but education is totally different from mentoring. A masterclass sets you in the room with the woman who did it before you. It sets you in the room with trailblazers. It lets you see how they think. It's one thing to tweak what I said, but it's another thing to understand why I said it. And the greatest thing that a person can give you is not the what, but the why. Women today are faced with opportunities a door has flung open in the heavenlies that has allowed them to do things that historically they've never been able to do before. But without master classes and mentoring and training, your gift will carry you where your training will not allow you to stay.
Feel free to reach out to us on social media and share your story of how God is impacting your life. We look forward to seeing you next time on The Potter's Touch.